0: Hey,
1: Samir. Hi, Nathan. How's God been working in your life today, or over the last week?
0: Coronavirus is
1: getting crazier, but
0: God's been working in unique ways, I think, through this isolation. It's been interesting. I have been, I went to a I did home mission for yep. a couple days.
1: For a couple days, I and mean, then you quit.
0: Not quit, but self-isolated, then quit. <laughs> because it was just, it was a chaos, and I was like, this is not a safe place to work but all honestly the reason why i kind of quit also was because i really saw this as an opportunity to just like cultivate the gifts that i have and and to sharpen some skills that are in my life that i know that for the long haul if i sharpen them now with this time uh, they would profit me more than just making minimum
1: wage at working at Home Mission. You're not going to be working minimum wage. You're making like $2.13 above minimum wage. It's almost the same thing, but I guess. My point
0: is, I feel like it's better to sometimes like invest into the skills and the gifts God has given you. When Especially when the government is funding you to just stay home. When you don't have to stress about how am I going to eat today and how am I going to buy groceries. You could just really take that time to like say there's some things I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm gonna use this time to like work on those things and work on those skills. So I have a heart for business. I've been studying a lot of business and stocks. I've been recently more interested in speaking and teaching.
1: How are you gonna do that when like there's no one around
0: uh you can always grow in your speaking and teaching skills, but it's more about I've been focusing on on what platforms I want to do that on. Okay. So like that would mean also I need the skill of like video editing and learning how to like customize videos or just developing skills. How about you, Nathan? How has God been working in your
1: life? So in the last podcast, I mentioned how I got this job working at Hope Mission. I was really pumped. I was really excited. I thought that I was going to be able to take the skills and experiences that I've had in previous work positions and be able to transfer them over to this job in particular, and that this would be a good time to grow in character and really challenge myself and do something good for the world. And then after a day of training, I got fired, and I thought to myself, this sucks. That, no, that's an understatement. I freaked out. Yeah. And you heard me freak out. Yeah. Because, like, I, I'm sick and tired of having this be the story of my life. Where I get a job, I don't do well in it for some reason, I get fired from that job, I have to spend months trying to find another job, and I, I just, I was sick of having to go through that cycle. And if I might be totally honest, like, I just, I just really wanted to kill myself in that moment. Of course, when you heard that, you called Pastor Sam to come over, look after me and when we got around to talking about what i actually wanted to do in life uh, i mentioned to him about this story project that i've been working on and off for the last nine years i showed him the story project i went through every story beat he was really invested in it and he, That's just Yes. Absolutely. And he recommended that I do whatever I could to try and make that project a reality. Uh, the project in particular is this four season long animated series idea that i have with uh, a friend of mine we both live on separate continents and neither of us has any official training in animation work but we've been pretty determined to figure out the story for this and i I think like i talked with him a couple days ago saying to him look man both of us have a ton of free time on our hands we're both confined to our houses we don't know when this is going to be over while we're waiting for things to get back to normal let's try and focus on being creative in this series and of our life because i'm gonna need your help for this and if i have to do this on my own i'm probably gonna break down from stress and i'm probably gonna go back to thinking about wanting to kill myself and i don't want to put myself in there so can you please help me and thankfully he's been rather cooperative with me over the last couple days still wish that i could be working at a hope mission though although like it's not like a complete and total loss because I I uh told a couple of friends about the job opportunity at Hope Mission, and one of those friends put a screenshot of my text on a message board, and so a bunch of other people got to hear the word as well. And apparently one other person got the job at Hope Mission mm. because of my recommendation. And so it's like, even though I completely shot myself in the foot, I was still able to do a bit of good for somebody in this world.
0: Yeah, no, I think too, like let's give some context. I think I actually get- got to follow up with one of the managers after and, and i think f- for you it was not so much like it was not really they didn't like you or they they, they, they thought you were an idiot or you're not Qualified. It was. I think they noticed that. Like you know, like man, this is a job that requires high skills with people and reading people and identifying when people are lying, when they're just trying to manipulate you, and like because you're working with people that are drunk, that are on drugs, that are trying to get a quick fix, that are trying to sneak in knives. So it takes a lot of reading and. And I think that's what it was, was that they knew that it was hard for you to do. So it's not one of those things like you're a piece of poop and you're something wrong with you. And it was just that it was like, that's not your strongest gifting. That's not your strongest skill. Yeah. And it was like, they put you in a job that requires that the most. It's just like, it's like you put, it's like putting a really scrawny kid at a very laborious job. It's just, it's like. It's that has been me in the past. Yeah, and me too. I can't do those kind of jobs. I'm like, no way. I'm like a skinny guy. I'm shorter than you. And so why have you done them? I've done uh industrial jobs. Indu- industrial jobs are more like reading the gas meters. It's more like technical. Construction's way more laborious. So, and I hate those jobs. I, I've not done a lot of construction jobs. But yeah, and that's why I think our topic for today is about gifts and skills. And I guess my first question is like, how would you define a gift? And how would you define a skill?
1: I would say if there's any way to put a difference marker on those two words. A gift is something that you have naturally. A skill is something that you have to learn. So for me, I, I suppose an example of a gift that I have is that when I was three or four years old, I taught myself how to read. You taught yourself how to read? I taught myself how to read. Oh, wow. I know. And like, it's it's not something that... I, I didn't realize how much of a big deal it was until I, uh, I read Roald Dahl's Matilda. And one of the biggest things about Matilda is that she can read at a very young age at like four years old. And I thought to myself, well, I read when I I started reading when I was three or four years old that's not that much of a big deal and then i realized oh wait it is kind of a big deal
0: mm, that's crazy i didn't know that you i like started reading i was like eight or like nine at least in the english because i came when i was seven yeah so like i started learning how to read like nine or eight but i was when i was young though i was really good at math but i like that definition of like gift and skill and i think all of us have gifts that come to us naturally but i think do you think gifts are enough
1: or our skills do every want need to develop skills in their life. It, it depends if your if your gift is specialized enough that you can use it to in excel in the field that you're looking to have a career in. Mm-hmm. And so, like maybe you have a gift for mathematics, and because of that, you're able to do well in an accounting job. But at the same time. It's not a bad idea to add on some skills and have something on hand just in case. I, I agree
0: with that. I think there's a lot of skills that with the way that the world's heading with technology, it's like now like it's not even a question that you need to know how to use a smartphone. Yes, like you need, like you can't not, not know how to use a smartphone. You need to know how to maybe even we're getting to a place. You need to learn how to like edit and film videos. Like a lot of companies are doing that. But I think there's a lot of things that aren't, don't come natural to people. And I think you need to grow in those areas. And I think that's what I've been doing this in this season of my life. Like, like I don't, I'm, I've never been interested in the stock market and I've been studying the heck out of it and reading data and reading PE and equity. What, and What is PE? um pe it's oh wow i'm stuck what is it price to earnings ratio price to earnings ratio okay equity and all this stuff and it's just like i've been learning this because i know that like financial literacy is so common among a lot of people and i've been at financial literate for like so long and still am i'm still growing in that so like i think we like there's just skills that a lot of us need to pick up yeah you know even if i'm like i'm naturally gifted in many things, but I, there's a lot of skills that I need to to function in this world. And I think this leads into my second question where are gifts just limited to like a work environment? Like, is it, do we need just gifts and skills for work environments or are gifts and skills utilized in different ways and for different purposes well
1: i i think as you mentioned before the reason why the position with hope mission didn't work out was because i wasn't particularly skilled in reading social situations and for some people that might be a gift and that might be a gift they use not necessarily in work settings but in relationship settings where they're able to understand what a person is going through or understand what needs to be said in order to get another person to act a certain way and to be fair that's that's something that happens a lot in high school right you're not working for minimum wage in order to like go around uh, the lockers and talk to other people it's just something that you're doing in order to build relationships and hopefully become popular enough to survive throughout high school
0: yeah like I think people skills is a lot of people it's they lack some and a lot of people have that but I think I think my question is more like like those skills that we develop and those gifts that we have I think one yes like they're helpful in in high school they're helpful in work environments but also I think like our skills and our our gifts are sometimes they help us built finances they help us give us a steady job and income but they also are like they bless people you know what i mean yeah like i think how much times have you read my i, I post on instagram a bunch of like quotes and and i write little snippets of insights that i've been getting and how much times have you been editing that Three every or four times every time yeah and and you know how much people keep messaging me saying man i love what you said but Little do they know, you've been helping me edit those. uh, And making them sound readable. Readable and understandable. So, like, I think a lot of our gifts, they they serve to bless people, too. And because we have limited, we're limited in our gifting sometimes, in our skills. So we can't help people in everything. But it goes to show that, like, every skill and every gift is
1: useful for a
0: better purpose.
1: Can you think of a, a good example of a gift that, I don't know, wasn't properly utilized? I
0: think every gift can be misused.
1: Well, not just misused, but like not used at all or not used at all yeah i think
0: what i tend to see when people don't use their gifts is because they lack self-awareness and then they don't know what context their gift fits in well okay so they need to contextualize their gifting and that's hard for a lot of people to be self-aware of what they're really good at like you said you didn't even know that you're like oh wow i didn't know that i'm so good at reading reading mm-hmm. Because to a lot of people, their gifts is so natural to them. Sometimes they don't even notice it. Like my girlfriend, she's such a good communicator and she, she's so articulate. But I think if people weren't, weren't telling her that, I don't know if she would be aware of that. You know what I mean? Cause you, you just naturally flow in your gifts. So. I think it takes two things. I think the reason why people maybe don't utilize utilize their gift or don't use their gift is because there's no self awareness, and if there is self awareness, they don't know how to utilize that in society in a different context to create a different environment where that gifting could flourish and be useful. Like, and that's hard work. That's not it doesn't come easy. Like, think of Steve Jobs, think of Bill Gates. Like, they they had to pave ways. They had to be creative, and they had to understand that their vision didn't really fit the diagram so that to create their own diagram you know like and I think you need that kind of mindset sometimes like hey like I'm really good at this and I love doing this and it doesn't fit this square that kind of society wants to put me in and it, it fits here well and sometimes your gifting does fit in that square though you know so you need that self-awareness to identify your gifts but you also need to contextualize that to society or you need to be an entrepreneur and think of a way that or a pioneer and think of a way how you can utilize your gift well in the 21st century
1: and be able to survive pursuing your passion right exactly and i think a lot of people if they're
0: pioneers especially like ones that have to draw a complete different box for themselves they tend to have to work a part-time job and they're working at mcdonald's as they're working on their passion their gifting their skills and the things that haven't been done before they're pioneering on one angle but they it hasn't been profitable yet so they they still aren't like working a minimum job or working a nine-to-five or doing something that can keep them off low so sometimes Sometimes that has to be in the conversation, like you have to be willing to work and do something within to just pursue your gifting and your skills and your passion. But ultimately, though, just always being self-aware of what you're gifted and what you're desire and what you love and then contextualizing that to the world how can I serve that to the world well and um, that's some difficult questions and the answer is not as easy as I'm making it
1: so if I might ask what do you see as your own gifts and what are you going to do with those gifts to help the rest of the world I think
0: there's a few I think one I realized recently like I'm really good at connecting people okay I'm a good networker. I think also I'm one of my, I think my strongest gifts is understanding content well and understanding scripture well. But I, I think I naturally have a critical mind. <laughs> so like how that serves me best is that like I don't really take things at face value. So I really scrutinize everything I hear and, and until it makes sense to me. And that's been a gift And because I think when you want to communicate things to people, you want to teach people things you've already kind of done most of the questioning and objections and you've looked at it from different angles. So I think that has given me an ability to teach people to because of my gifting to just naturally, I'm very critical of information I hear. And because of that, and I have, I've been able to like teach people well, or I'm teaching people better because I naturally tend to criticize the stuff I hear and from different angles. So when I teach it, I already know the different angles maybe people are looking at it with. So that's the gifting I have that has helped my teaching. I'm also very relational and I have, I'm very much an empathetic dude. It helps me understand how people function, how people feel and helps me be relatable people. And that's been, and that ties in with my networking because I can connect with people well because I understand, I understand people. So these gifts kind of all play out. In different ways in business and ministry they all help me in different ways but that self-awareness is key just to be aware of what you're good at and then you'll start seeing how it fits in in different circles like ministry or business and art or creativity whatever that is you know okay so that's what, what i would say off the top of my head was, so
1: in an ideal world what do you think you would be in terms of like Job occupation, because I know for the most part, you've tended to work in uh, in a technical role as a, as a technician in the construction industry, and you hated those kind of jobs. I hate jobs
0: because I'm a natural, I go back to my point, I'm a natural networker. I'm a natural, I'm really relational. That's why I love cutting hair. It's not just because I like cutting hair, but it's, you, you get to talk to people for like hours or 30 minutes, the barbershop is where a lot of good conversations about religion, politics, women, men, everything is talked about. So I love settings like that because you're connecting with people, you're relating with people, you're having good conversations, you're dissecting and teaching all at the same time as you're cutting hair. So it's like the most amazing environment for someone like me. And I've noticed I flourish well in those environments. So if it had to be an occupation or job, I would love to just work at a barbershop, but working with people yeah so what about you though man what do, What do you feel like is your gifts and if you had to contextualize them where do you think they fit well
1: i think my gifts are that i'm naturally analytical i am someone who asks a lot of questions i i, I keep on getting the compliment of oh hey you always ask such good questions and i'm like oh thank you you're, you're like the 20th person who i've heard that from thank you very much and actually that is true you ask good questions and so, like, I, I, I know that I'm very good at tracking other people down, which might sound like a very dark skill to have, but if you ever want to know where a person might be, I can probably get their home address and phone number for you in under a week. And so there's a part of me that wonders if my ideal calling was was to become a private investigator of sorts, where I could just, I could go around the city uh, trying to find missing people, trying to find dirt on people's ex-spouses. That's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, but it's like I feel like that's not
0: even a gift. That that's this a misused gift to be finding dirt on your ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> but it could make you money. Yeah, you see, you can't utilize gifts like that to make money like that. It's like pimping someone.
1: Okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe I would still excel in a setting like that. I know that. When it comes to customer service jobs, I I suck at them. When it comes to fast food Mm. jobs, I suck at them. When it comes to construction jobs, I suck at them. (laughs) I I would say the jobs I've enjoyed the most in my life have been uh, working as an education assistant, which didn't pay me enough to pay my bills, working as a postal clerk for Canada Post, which didn't pay me enough to pay my bills because I was always on call working as a videographer for my high school, which didn't pay me anything at all because it was all volunteer work. And working as a slide patroller at the water park, which of course I eventually got fired from. Yeah. And so it's like I I have yet to find that perfect job where all your gifts and skills just meet, where all of my gifts and, and skills passions. meet. And my passions, and I can enjoy myself, and I don't have to worry financially. Not I. I don't have to worry about it financially, and I don't have to worry about getting a degree in order to be able to do my job.
0: Yeah, and there was just an idea that came to me too. Like I think most organizations or or even in churches, like we don't fully utilize the fullness people's full gifts or the gifts that are available in that church or the wholeness of gifts and skills that are available in that organization because Just, they want a degree not because they want a degree but because i think there's like there's a limitation there's always a limitation sometimes organizations and our churches have you know what I mean? do you have a point like like let's say i'm so good at computers but I'm at, I'm at customer service they're not gonna they don't care if i'm good at computers they want me to talk to people be relational and get the order punch it in right you know what i mean they're not trying to utilize all the gifts i bring to that organization yeah so i think at times i can easily even myself find myself in, in organizations and jobs where i'm like i'm not even using all the skills that i'm gifted at here and it's so like why am i here you know what i mean so it's so hard to find work that's like unless you're like an entrepreneur you, you create your own kind of path like
1: or unless you have a degree in but a the, specialized field
0: even if you have a degree it's like you're an accountant but let's say you love creating art like you're not going to be able to like utilize that at your job like you know like I'm, I'm not you know, never mind maybe unless they ask you to like re-interior uh, design the whole facility for your firm or something like that and I don't know but my point is sometimes it's like you utilize your gifts and skills in different places not just at work and you know what i mean like sometimes it's like with your friends and family this gift and this skill kind of comes alive and then at work it's this one gift or skill so like it's like kind of like spread out do you know what i mean yeah like like not everything will be utilized all at once at one location at one job and do you see that as a good thing I think so. I think, though, it's bad if you're like a workaholic and you just do one thing all the time and then you neglect all the other things that make you you like you love biking. You love you love writing. You love music and you're good at or you're such a poet. But because you like your work consumes you. You don't ever utilize those other gifts and skills and you love serving people you love teaching like you know you don't utilize them because you just the only skill you use is the one at work
1: so and then all those opportunities get taken away because a virus has come across the world exactly. and everything is shutting down exactly
0: so I think it's good time for everyone to sit back and maybe we can ask our listeners like a good question what are their gifts and their skills
1: and like how have they contextualized them in their lives? And hopefully if we get enough responses, we can create a sequel episode to this particular episode of the podcast. Exactly. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, I have one last question. Okay, go ahead. So
0: because we're not the same. Yes. What is the difference between me and you guarding our gifts? What do you think are the contrasts between me and you? You're more social. I'm more
1: social and you're not as social. I am completely anti-social. So, you that you managed mentioning. to convince people to come out over to our house... Last time I managed to convince people to come over to my house was ba- uh, about <laughs> two Christmases ago.
0: No, you had that friend over over for dinner.
1: True, true. Yes, but those opportunities have started to dry up. I don't know if it's necessarily because of my personality, my schedule, or just simply because the coronavirus has made everyone afraid to go out of their homes.
0: No, I just want my other uh, listeners to know, like, just so that they get a contra- they get a clarity on how different me and you are. We're so different, but we're, the, we're not
1: the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. We're the same in the sense that we love Jesus. Yeah, but we're not the same. You're yeah. war, You're way more social. <laughs> All right, man. It's late. I need to go to bed. Yeah. Good night and goodbye. This has been Because We're Not the Same, a podcast hosted, produced, and edited by Nathan Raymond Ray and co-hosted by Samir McConan. To listen to more episodes, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Verbal, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. You can also visit our Facebook page or our website, bwntscast.wordpress.com. If you're interested in coming on the show as a guest, feel free to reach out to us, and we'll see about having you on. Thank you for listening.